What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Mad Talk Sports, episode number 13. My name is Drake. And this is Joe Skursky, a.k.a. Mopey Seeker. Welcome back in, everybody. Well, Joe, what's on the agenda for Mad Talk Sports, episode number 13? Lots of football. Who would have thought? I mean, I think everyone would have thought. We're going to recap the free agency frenzy that happened. We're also going to bring back some games that we've done before, notably Mystery Madness, bringing that one back. We do have a list for you guys today, a top 10, so that'll be, you know, that's always fun. And then wrapping up with some old classics for us with the Question King, the return of that, and then wrapping it all up with Mad Fast. So definitely got a good amount of football on the agenda here today, but we got some games in here as well. So something that kind of hit right before we hopped on the air is Gardner Minshew to the Colts. Did you see that? I did not, but I do like that move now that you say that out loud. Yeah, me too. I think uh, I think that's a good move. They're getting away from the, the old QB ways and... What is he, year four? Probably. This will be his fifth four, year, probably. Five, yeah. 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 Solid guy. I mean, we get to see what he can be as a full time starter. He played well with Jacksonville, so I don't think it's a bad move at all. There's actually a lot of news that happened like right before we took the air. Like the Eagles just extended Darius Slay. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was like fifteen minutes ago, signed to a, a three-year, $42 million deal, so nice. I, I like that, too, because seeing all the he-might-be-released stuff, uh, I'm glad they re-signed him. That's big. Yeah, I agree. That's That was a huge thing for them to hold on to, especially with all the people that they have lost uh, this offseason that we'll, we'll get into later. But I guess the other now, you know, once you said that, I was like, oh, well, let me check my feed, see what Shefty's reporting, and <laughs> – the last one that I'll make note of here briefly, since I'm not going to talk about it really, is that uh, uh, Robert Tunyon, Big Bob from yep. the, the Packers, Packers tight end, signed one deal with the Bears. Yep, Bears went to the rival. Yeah, always happens. And the way I talk about it is, you know, because like the NFC North, something weird about that NFC North more than I feel like any other division is everyone's always signing each other's guys, and I think it's just like. I always call it like, you know, NFC North incest just because <laughs> they're they're breeding internally like that, which is I it's always happening. But let's not spend too much time on that. But, yeah. yeah, just thought we'd make note of some of those very recent news. Definitely. And I think out of those three, my like I like Darius Slade, but I think my favorite just move is Gardner Minshew because I am <laughs> actually excited to see what happens. Are you a Minshew there. guy? I mean, I am not like big but like i think he Minshew mania i think he can be a, a a solid guy solid quarterback probably middle of the pack guy i mean we'll see colts he can be in a good situation there it's just right they needed to stay away from the 36 seven year old quarterbacks i still think they're drafting somebody too yeah, maybe we'll see now now that i think about it now that they have Minshew. That makes me think they're going to take Anthony Richardson because he's the one who everyone's saying needs like a year or two to develop. So now that you have Minshew, you can do that. Yeah, see, I didn't even think about that. There you go. Look at that. On the fly takes. I like it. But for recapping the free agency frenzy, we could spend like three episodes going, you know, move by move, which, you know, which, you know, it's interesting, but it can get boring for people who, don't want to hear us recap every left guard that got signed, every you know defensive tackle, every linebacker, whatever it is. 
So what we're going to do is we actually broke it down into categories. And before we go into each individual ones, we've got the free agency champions. You know, who's going to hang the banner for being the 2023 free agency champs. We've got the free agency losers. We're going to rank like medalists for signings between bronze, silver, gold. We've got a surprise signing category under the radar. One that I called unimportant. Drake calls it scrub signing. So <laughs> those are our categories here for today. And, and one thing that is important to note is we did allow for people that were traded during this free agency period to be considered in these moves here or in these categories and awards here today. So that's what we're about to run into right now. So I think we should do the losers first, free agency losers first. I'm okay with it. All right. So for my free agency losers, it's, I have the jets because wow. they're all in on Aaron Rodgers, but it seems like the Packers are asking for a bunch and let's be honest, like, could the Packers even just be toying with the Jets? Maybe. I don't know. But the, they've missed out on every solid quarterback that was on the market. So they're either left with Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson. If they end up with Aaron, obviously, like, then they're not the losers. Right. But where it stands right now, they're all in on a on a move that seems to be at a standstill are they even willing to give it all up for Aaron Rodgers? You know, a guy who might play one year, you, you don't know. So I have the fact that they are all in on Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson. And just that right there just had like their losers. Cause if Aaron doesn't end up in the jets uniform, they're riding with Zach Wilson again. And right. that is the biggest loss of free agency. You missed out on Carr. You missed out on Jacoby Brissett, Garner Minshew, like anybody out Baker Mayfield, Jimmy. anybody, Jimmy G, anybody, because you're all in on Aaron Rodgers, a guy who could play one year, like I said, and they want two picks, two first-round picks, and Jets don't even seem willing to give that up. So I got the Jets as my free agency losers right now. Now, that's an interesting take. I honestly thought you were going to go the other side. I thought you were going to say the Packers, and I was going to have to be prepared to, uh, you know, grit my teeth. And because <laughs> I don't have much to argue against that, because we obviously haven't made a single move besides, you know, re signing Keyshawn Nixon, who's a, who's a dog. But uh, back to the Jets, I, I mostly agree with you because. I think you're right. They're all in on Rodgers. Like their chips are all on the table. Like, like you said, all the other quarterbacks are gone. They know Zach Wilson is not who they want to be their guy next year. And their players are publicly recruiting for Rodgers. And I have actually been arguing with, you know, everyone, you know, you know, obviously everyone on the show that listens to the show knows that I'm obviously a Packer fan. And I've been having this debate amongst other Packer fans as far as I think the Packers have leverage and people don't agree with me, but I think for every reason that you said, we certainly do because yeah, obviously Rogers made it very clear and we've made it clear that we don't want Rogers back. We're turning the page, which you know we'll talk about at another time, but how that relates to the jets is, you know, they're all in, they have to make it work in order, in order for next season to not be a total cluster, you know, cluster puck. And ultimately, it's it's something to where they've had nothing but terrible quarterback play. Like last year, obviously awful between Flacco, Wilson, even Mike White and Streveler when he got in there. Like that's bad. But also, 
they haven't had a great quarterback in, in decades. So it's, I agree. I a hundred percent agree on your take, especially because the Packers can try to get the moon. And I, Roger said it yesterday on the McAfee show that the Packers are digging their heels in. I personally think that the Packers ask is Elijah Moore, a first round pick. We want you to pick up the tab on Rogers and we want you to sweeten the pot with like a conditional third rounder. If Rogers plays more than one year or something while the jets are probably saying, you know, we'll, we'll give you a third and you know, a second or a third and we'll pick up half the tab on Rogers. So like, but obviously that's very far apart and that's, that's something that could very much blow up in the jets face and the Packers don't have to be in a rush. Uh, going to get nerdy here for just a moment, but for the Packers and how it works, Rodgers is a $40 million cap hit next year if we trade him. But if we don't trade him until June, then we can actually spread that money out across two years. So we can actually do like, you know, 20 million against the cap this year, 20 million against the cap next year. So like we don't have to be in a rush, but the Jets do because he needs to get familiar with all these new guys and the whole new system and everything and just a whole new city. But I, I agree. That's, that's actually a very good take. I'm, I'm pretty surprised by that one, Drake. Yeah. And I, I agree with everything you said too. So, um, so what route did you take with the fantasy, the free agency losers? Well, I waffled back and forth. The The Packers were actually on my list just because of what I said. Like, uh, you know, we haven't made any external signings. We've lost a few guys. Obviously, we're about to trade the the face of our franchise. But I ultimately had to go with the Minnesota Vikings. And my reasoning there is they're losing some marquee names. Eric Kendricks, the linebacker, he's gone. He's in uh, uh, Los Angeles with the Chargers. They cut Adam Thielen, which while I'm not a huge Thielen guy, that's a big piece to to that team over the past, you know, half decade to full decade now. Really, the only thing that they have done is, you know, they signed Brian Flores, which I do think is notable. But when specifically looking at free agency, Zadarius Smith seems to be demanding like a release or a cutting like, you know, Z Smith is always on that kind of stuff while the Vikings also haven't made any significant moves. So that's, that's my free agency loser. Um, is there any chance you went that route because you hate the dome? <laughs> um, well, I do hate the dome. I do hate Vikings <laughs> fans. Um, I think I've said it on the, the pod before that I had some very fun banter with Vikings fans at Lambeau this year. And, I got to respect some of them, but yeah, for the most part, I'm definitely not a Vikings guy. Definitely not. But I think objectively just looking at it, like, like I said, all those moves are moves that hurt the team. So yeah. they, they can make up for it. But as of this point, when we're recording now, it, they have not. Yeah. And that's a good pick as well. I just wanted to throw some, some dome with you, but um, I think moving on to the fan, the free agency champs, right? I think, well, I'm hoping. I don't know. I think we both probably have the same here. Has to be. It has to be. In um, who do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? The 2023 free agency champions of the world is the Chicago Bears. Yeah, hundred percent. Ryan Poles is killing it so far. Yeah, I hate to say it, but he absolutely is. Like I keep you know, putting these jabs at bears fans that I know that I work with or whatever. And I'm saying like, can you guys stop making competent moves? This isn't in your DNA. Just stop it. 
Yeah, I mean, they filled holes on defense with Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards and got DJ Moore, a couple of picks. They're still in the top 10. Like They got that. They got Go that offensive guard too. I forget yeah. his name. Nate Nate Davis. I was gonna say like he's good and definitely <laughs> might be one of might be their best lineman this year. So right, and they just signed Bob Tunyon, like we talked about two yep. seconds ago. So they're definitely killing it. And fun fact for you is that in the last seven years, a team that has spent the most money in the offseason has improved by at least three three wins. So they should win like six games this year at least. <laughs> but um I think it might be even be more for them because you know that sadly that division is definitely wide open. Up for grabs. It it is. And the Bears aren't some huge powerhouse team, but they're making moves that were definitely needed this offseason. Right. And they were the number one pick for a reason. So obviously they had a lot of holes to fill. So it's not like they're about to jump into some powerhouse, but these these are the building blocks and they also benefit from that DJ Moore trade because not only do you get a very, you know, a top end receiver that could be a number one in DJ Moore, but you stay in the top 10 this year for draft picks. They're drafting number nine. You could still probably get one of the guys that you targeted if it's a defensive lineman or whatever it might be. And bonus points, since you get the Panthers pick next year, they're probably still going to stink. So you might yeah. have another top 10 pick next year. So even if this year isn't that all that great, you are setting yourselves up for major improvement over the next couple of years, which I think is very smart. The Bears are absolutely killing it. I can't dog them at all. And I think it really is going to help the development of Justin Fields because they showed that they're confident in him being their franchise guy even if he has struggled in the passing game a little bit, like he's still an electric player, something he can definitely work on. I mean, he showed glimpses of it. He showed glimpses of it in college and everything. So um, just putting that trust in your quarterback and they gave him weapons. Exactly. They built around him. Like that's fantasy champs around him. Like he could be a champ himself because he can, he gets to show, what what he can do with some with some weapons and some blocking and I think like I said they're not some powerhouse team I'm not saying they're gonna win the division and make the playoffs or whatever but I think they'll be that like you said they're set up for success definitely yep and I think it is all on Justin Fields now because now he's got three legitimate receiving options at wide receiver between DJ Moore, obviously, but also last year they traded for Chase Claypool. They still have Darnell Mooney, Mooney, who I think is really solid, a really strong route runner. And if he's your number three, you're looking good. Cole Komet's been there and now he's added Bob Tunyon. I'm not so worried about them losing David Montgomery because something about the bears is they do, they do draft running backs very well. Like they find guys in the middle to late rounds that can be plug and play for three, four years. And then they move on, which is, you know, a lot some teams are good at that, but the bears specifically seem to be, you know, exceptionally good at that. So again, I, I can't dog them at all. And Khalil Herbert looked actually pretty good. Very good. The last what, two years. Anytime um, he got a chance. Exactly. So, and I, I won't say yet, like like you said, it's it's all on fields now. They need to fix their tackles, and then right. if they fix their tackles, then it'll all be on Justin Fields. Like, he'll, he'll have no excuses. He needs to prove himself. But 
that just because you signed Nate Davis, like that O line is still one of the worst O lines in the league. Oh, absolutely. If they can fix their their tackle situation, then I think he's got a shot. Yeah, and the tough thing for that, though, is it's going to have to be through the draft because it seems like all the blue chip uh, tackles have been signed and you see teams have been willing to fork over money, whether it's the Broncos, whether it's the Bengals, whether it's the Chiefs. So they're hard to find. Everyone in the league knows that, especially at the tackle position, but O-line in general. So the Bears, that's always been a weakness for them, but – I bet you they, you know, they pick up Packers scraps again. So I, I don't think they'll, I think they'll make another offensive line move by picking up someone from the Packers and then they'll build through the draft. And not going to give a bunch of love there. I mean, they're still the bears. Like <laughs> they're not like, I don't know. Maybe they can win the division and make the playoffs. That would be Whoa. like no offense to the Packers, but that would be cool. Like just, seeing that team come from what three and 14 to build and have the off season they did and make the playoffs. Like that would just be as much as I don't like the bears, that would just be really fun to actually watch. I think you're, I I kind of agree. You know, I I've been pretty consistent that like, I think it's good for the NFL if the bears are good and it's good for the Packer bear rivalry, if the bears are good. So I've been saying too, that, you know, I think week one next year is going to be Packers bears prime time because it's going to be a rivalry renewed. So I think we'll get a chance to, to see that new look bears, the new look Packers pretty early on. I, I, I feel very strongly about that. And that would be, that would be awesome. Like just as a football fan, like Jordan Love, Justin Fields, new teams. Yeah, that would be that would be sick. And if they're both good and they're both top of the division, like that's good for the the North. Like, right. We don't need to see the Vikings winning the North. Like nobody wants to see that. Well, they are my free agency losers. Yeah. So maybe they'll be last. And like even the Lions, like that, like there's a sleeper solid they can win. Yep. Games, teams. So those three teams, if they come in and next year, I think the North isn't going to be one of the laughing stocks of the league. No, there won't be any world beaters in there, but I think, I think it'll be competitive and I don't think there'll be a single team. That's just garbage. Yeah. So, well, let's move on from the, the three and 14 bears (laughs) soon to be six and 11 bears. There you go. Massive improvement. Yeah, let's get to let's get to players. So again, now we're going to get to player signings and we're going to do medalists. So we're going to go from bronze, silver, gold for the signings or just acquisitions like we said earlier that have happened over the past couple of days here. So let's, you know, as always, let's start at the bottom of the totem pole and who are you giving a bronze medal to for for signing or acquisition that we've seen over the past couple of days here? I'm giving the bronze like now the 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 player itself that's great like that could be gold tier but uh bronze I'm going with Darren Waller to the Giants because I struggle with that Daniel Jones thing. Now the Giants that's a huge weapon on offense that they really needed but now we get to see if Daniel Jones is that 40 million dollar quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. Obviously, that's like a like you said, a gold standard type of player, and it all depends on how that looks from a uh, you know for just actually how it translates onto the field. 
But I think on the flip side, man, the Raiders giving up Waller for a third, tarnishing the relationship with Josh Jacobs, it seems like as you've been on for a couple of weeks now, uh, you know, cutting Derek Carr. Uh, I, I feel like they're botching things in a lot of ways, not to get too far off topic. So I, I think I think you could have listed them as a potential loser of free agency too, just with kind of some of the way that they that they that they've handled things. But that's that's not a bad spot at bronze. And for me, I gotta go right back to the Bears and and go TJ Edwards. I thought that was an excellent signing, especially at the price that they got him, because he's a very mm. solid player. He's from Illinois, you know, fun fact there. He played at Wisconsin. He's a very strong player last year. I think he ranked in the top 10 for pro football focus and how they rank linebackers. So that's a great, that's a great spot. I can't go any higher than that, but I had to give him a nod. That's see, like I would have put him somewhere on any of these lists, but I had him at, I had the bears as a, as a total up up there. So I just kind of, cut back on that but that's fair um so who's your 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 mid your first loser your best winner best loser first loser silver platter first place loser (laughs) yeah well i mean it you know they all get credit like you know bron you get a medal but uh for silver i i went with who you already talked about uh so darren waller so i'm not going to spend a ton of time on that but I thought that was a really, really smart acquisition by the Giants, even though, like you said, Daniel Jones, that's a head-scratching contract. I'm not obviously not big into him myself, but just purely from a football standpoint, Darren Waller can help that team so much. And even if Daniel Jones isn't good, a bad quarterback's best friend is a good tight end, and there aren't that many out there. So Darren Waller takes the silver medal for me. And, like, Daniel Jones, we've talked about him, we talked bad, but, like, him and Dayball, that's a good pair. You know, they made the playoffs. Daniel Jones had his best year, blah, blah, blah. Adding Darren Waller, that's hopefully as long as it works, that's going to be huge regardless. Um, my silver, you might be surprised I actually went, like I put him on the list because we all know how I feel about him. But I got Derek Carr. Like, Whoa. At silver, yeah. Like I can't deny like that defense is good. And – He's got some weapons on at receiver and running back. Like granted, he had that in Vegas, but maybe a change of scenery, new coach, like that organization back there. It'll be good for him, I think. And I I've backed the Saints defense. They're one of the best defenses in the league. So if he can re up something there. Exactly. So if he can re up some something there, like I got him. And my silver lining right there. Silver lining. I, I like it. I'm I'm genuinely shocked that you went the Derek Carr route with how much you bag him, but I, I respect it 100%. And then gold, top tier, dog. <laughs> I got Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Like that is just – that's an already like great defense. And just like on paper-wise. Yeah. Like, that just looks lethal. Like, Xavier Howard on one side, Jalen Ramsey on the other. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that is something that teams would wish for. And, like, you can't forget Bradley Chubb, Jerome Baker, and Javon Hollard. Like, that defense looks nasty. Christian Wilkins. Yeah. So, that, on paper-wise, and just looking at the studs that they have there, that defense looks like it could be 
player-wise, stacked-wise, the best defense in the league. I, I agree from a talent standpoint, 100%. They have a ton of talent. So I I, I, I like the take. Jalen Ramsey is obviously a huge acquisition. You know, second time we've seen that happen, and last time we saw what the results could be with uh, with Ramsey going to the Rams. So that's a, that's a good take. I don't hate it. I did go a very different route on my side of things. You're probably going to be surprised, but for my gold medal, I have the the Broncos signing Mike Mike McGlinchey, the yeah, offensive I'm... tackle. He's played about five years now. He has yet to miss a game. Last year. He ranked in the top 10 for both the like run block win percentage race, uh, ratio as well as uh, least sacks allowed for a tackle. So he's a top 10 tackle in the league. And for the, for the Broncos, that's very important, especially with Russell Wilson back there and trying to make that work. So for me, that took my gold medal. That's a, that's a great take, 100%. Um, he's a beast, but like you said, top 10 tackle in the league. Hopefully it helps. I mean, I think it will. I don't know how much, but yeah, well, we'll see. Yep. Awesome. So those are our medalists. And just to recap real quick from uh, gold down, I went Mike McGlinchey, Darren Waller, TJ Edwards, and Drake, you went Ramsey, Derek Carr, Darren Waller. Okay. All right. So we had one reoccurring player there. Otherwise we're a little different thus far, which is good, but let's, uh, Let's move to you know some of the less glamorous, man. Maybe not necessarily less gra- glamorous, but let's get to the surprise signing. What was the biggest shock for you or acquisition in general that we've seen over the the course of this week? So for me, I had to I had to go with it. Um, so this guy said he wanted to go to a contender. He wanted to go to a Super Bowl contender. Wanted a, a chance to win a ring, right? But Patrick Peterson signed with us. He signed with the Steelers. And that is a surprise to me because as much as it's going to hurt me to say it, we're not a contender and we won't be in the two years that he signed with us. Um, But I really like the move. Like we needed a solid, cheap corner, another veteran guy, another leader. He's a good player. Um, It's just a surprise to me because – he wanted to go to a contender and he landed with us. Huh. And I really, I like, I really am grateful that he landed with us, but it just took me off guard because I didn't even think like that would be in the question. So I'm glad you went there. Cause I agree. Like one on the contender side of things, I'm glad you were very, uh, very sober in your take there because if you weren't, I would have jumped in to correct you, <laughs> but also, yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. And that, you know, one that leads back into my free agency loser, the Vikings lost Patrick Peterson too. something I failed to mention. But for the Steelers, that is big. And you touched on it. You guys need corners. And also you seemingly seem to just struggle at drafting corners, but you are good at signing them like Joe Hayden. So I, it's a good move. And it's it was definitely a surprise. I like that take a lot. Where did, what uh, What route did you go there? So for me, my biggest surprise is actually one of the marquee names that moved, and that's the Niners getting Javon Hargraves. I thought that was a shocking move for a team that already had a loaded defensive line to get another really big boy in the middle who can play ball, who can blow things up, and giving him a four-year, what was it, $84 million contract, so he was handsomely paid. I was genuinely shocked by that signing. And 
I'm just going to skip right past the surprise signing and I'm going to go right into my under the radar signing. And that is where I landed Javon Hargrave because that is just, I don't think people are looking at that as like one of the biggest signings, but that's like you said, that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. It's going to like that defense was obviously already sick, but that's going to do wonders for it as they continue to take the next level and, you know, have those, you know, rookie contract quarterbacks on the roster too. So obviously that's how they can make those moves. So yeah, I agree. Under the radar, people aren't talking about it. Surprise signing, you know, pretty similar topics and buckets there. So for my under the radar, before I say what I've listed, I I wanted or I should have maybe even gone the Jamal Williams route because I think that is huge for the Saints, not just because Jamal Williams is a very nice player, former Packer. Obviously, you know, I love that. But also he brings a really good energy to teams. And then furthermore, the big point is Alvin Kamara still got his trial coming up this year. Mm-hmm. He might get suspended. He might, you know, spend time behind bars. Who knows? So under the radar, that move is probably where I should have gone. What I did actually I will mention. Right. Because yeah, I would have I should I could have went there too, but definitely. Absolutely. But with what I did go with, I went with the Buccaneers signing Baker Mayfield. I I like that move. I, I don't like the the Buccaneers roster in terms of the direction that it's heading, but Baker, maybe he can make some noise with the weapons that they have and you know, who knows? So that was my under the radar, a very, you know, mutually beneficial deal there. Maybe not super under the radar, but I feel like a lot of people haven't been talking about it. So that's that's the route that I went on paper. Well, I can respect that too, and I'm gonna once again speed right past it and go right into my scrub signing. And I had, there's a lot, but the two that I listed was Baker Mayfield to the Buccaneers and just Juju's, Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots. Um, I think you should have stayed with the Chiefs. And he went from Patrick Mahomes to Mac Jones and zappy. even, or, or Zappy. And even like they paid... Juju, the exact contract that Jacoby Myers got in Vegas. So I would have just kept Jacoby Myers. Like, I think talent-wise, Juju might be slightly above Jacoby Myers. But, you know, Jacoby Myers is younger. Juju's a, got a personality. I think he should have stayed with the Chiefs. He just won a ring. And going into free agency like the talks were that they were both in mutual agreement like they wanted to keep him he wanted to stay and then he goes to a terrible team with a not so good quarterback and he's making what 33 million dollars 11 a year and yeah i don't know so i don't want to talk too much on baker because you already said it but you know i don't like baker as a steelers fan and i blah 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 but um those were the two that I had listed for what I called the my scrub signings. Now I'm I thought about the juju route, and I think on the flip side, like you can also look at it in the lens of, you know, when people that have like really good talent but have been underperforming, which Juju's an example of, when they go to the Patriots is usually when they find their best. Now that was obviously with Tom Brady, and we all know Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi are no Tom Brady. So I, I hear you on the take there, but I think the funny part of that signing 
is just going to be all the Bill Belichick press conferences when they ask him. They're like, hey, Bill, so did you – or what did you think of Juju's TikTok uh, before <laughs> the game? And then, you know, Bill's going to do his uh, – I, I don't know what – I don't know what you're talking about there. We're focused on the Jets. I don't even have Tic Tac. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, some Andy Reid too. <laughs> right, exactly. But um, for my unimportant, you said scrub signing. My unimportant was Sam Darnold going to the the Niners. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you know, Sam Darnold, I'm, he, he's he's not good. He's, he's a bust. And, you know, he him and Baker Mayfield in that same draft class there, both being our – our scrub signings, our unimportant signings. Our, I don't think there's a lot that needs to be said about Darnold being on his third team already. Yeah, and he's going to be sitting behind Brock Purdy. And Trey Lance. I heard that, well, I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, don't quote me, but I read something, some report that they could be looking to move Trey Lance and stick it out with Brock Purdy. I'd be surprised. And we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But that wraps up our categories for for free agency. And, you know, if there was people that we should have been talking about, like, you know, let us know for sure. Like, let us know if there's things that flew under the radar for even what we talked about. We got we got a chance to talk through a lot, but it's uh, it's time to move on to to some games now. Mystery Madness first. Yeah. Yeah. Mystery Madness. All right. Well, not March Madness. Mystery Madness. Mystery Madness. So. Basically, Mystery Madness, Joe's going to take the NFL again. I'm going to take the NBA again. So we're going to list off two players. Not going to say their names, just going to list off stats for each player. And the guesser opposing whoever's getting asked the question is going to choose between the players just based off stats, not by name. Yep, those are the rules. And, you know, obviously it's a, a blind reveal, and that's the that's the mystery. And then the madness is when you get – revealed and you're like holy snap i didn't know andy dalton and mac jones were that close <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> that was i don't yeah okay um so i have a lot for you actually a lot five total wow i have two <laughs> <laughs> i did what we did last time what is going on well then i we guess went, we did three last time did we yeah and i just added Two because of the route I was going. Okay, so my I first can, three. I can add a third because I had like one that I eliminated. Um, I'll just save it for last. But yeah, I guess since since you have more to list for me, just uh, just go ahead and and list me that first one. All right, so I'll just let you know what I did. All I did was I went by the five positions for basketball: point guard, okay. shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Um, so we're going to do, I'm going to do point guards first. Okay. Yep. So player one averages 23.8 points per game. This is all this season, by the way. Okay. So 23.8 points per game on 48.7% field goal shooting, 41.4% three point shooting, 6.1 assists and has 116.5 defensive rating. And then player two averages 19.4 points per game on 47% shooting, shooting 37.6% from the three, averages 7.2 assists, and has 111.4 defensive rating. Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, 
Obviously, they both have similar ratings. Player B has a higher defensive rating, but I think player A, player A had a significantly better offensive line, so I'm going to have to go with A. Really? Player A is Jalen Brunson. Do you have any idea who player B might be? De'Aaron Fox? Drew Holiday. Drew, wow. Drew, I, I had to give you a buck. A buck. The buck so, stops here. So Okay. So Jalen <laughs> Brunson over Drew Holiday. I guess so. I mean, that's uh that's the way that's the way it goes. It's, Obviously it's Drew's blind. not a huge stat guy, but Yeah. And I picked uh your boy over my boy, so hmm. all right. I like it. Good first shot. I like the the setup too, going position by position. So my first one here is a little different. This one's actually not going to be individual season comparisons. This is actually going to be a blind reveal on two total careers and the okay. stat lines and accolades uh, accolades there. So before you get into that, I was actually going to do that. And then I just got lost in doing the five. So, hmm. but go ahead. I'm ready. Okay. So player A is a six-time Pro Bowler. Two-time Super Bowl champ, threw for 64,000 yards, 418 touchdowns to 211 interceptions. So repeat that back. Six-time Pro Bowler, two-time champ, 64,000 pass yards, 418 tuds, 211 picks. Player B is a nine-time Pro Bowler, one-time Super Bowl champ, 40,000 pass yards, 308 touchdowns, to 98 picks. Okay. Well, how many touchdowns did the first one throw? So the, the player A's TD in ratio was 418 to 211. Player B is 308 to 98. Two Super Bowls for the first one? Yep. I feel like I know who that one is. And even before I know who it is, I'm still going to take him. Player A? Yeah. Player, player A. A. Big Ben. Ben yes, Roethlisberger. Who do you think player B was? Probably Aaron Rodgers. It was not. No. No. Player B. How close were you to thinking about player B, though? Once, you, I mean, once you said two Super Bowls to one Super Bowl, I kind of was like set on player a and then i knew big ben's touchdowns was in the 400 so i was like i gotta go hmm. yeah okay all right well player b was russell wilson oh you were oh oh no 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 yeah you would have been trying to get me <laughs> i would have been so mad well because because from a blind reveal standpoint there's an argument you know three more pro bowls uh, TD interception ratio is significantly better, but then the one less Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm. I went with the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl kind of just, you know, that's what it's about these days. I these guess. days. So, well, there was an argument. It's a good. It's good. Good pick. Good. Good. Good choices. But you didn't fall for it. No, I did not. I did not. Um, all right, shooting guards. Player A, 22.1 points per game on 43.6% shooting, shooting 41 from the three, 
averages 4.1 rebounds and has a defensive rating of 117. Okay. To player B, 25 points per game, 46% shooting, shooting 36.9 from the three, averages six rebounds, and has a defensive rating of 112.4. Wow. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go with the same exact approach I just did. Like defensive ratings are fairly comparable, but the one who's worse is much better offensively and much and or and noticeably more efficient too. I'm going to have to go with player B. Player B. Player B is Anthony Edwards. Wow. And player A is Clay Thompson. I like that one and I'm not totally upset with uh with who i went with so yeah it's a good pick good pick good pick i spent a while trying to get evenly matched up ones here for all of them i bet <laughs> i mean that's the whole trick obviously is to make it a tough decision right yeah definitely do you want me to go small forward or do you want to go um, yeah, go ahead and do small forward real quick so that, you know, we kind of even out yeah. over the course of everything. All right. So small forward, I got 23.8 points per game on 51.2% shooting, 6.4 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 112.7 defensive rating. All right. Can you repeat that one back for me? All right. 23.8 points per game. Okay. On 51.2% shooting. Okay. 6.4 rebounds. And 3.9 assists. And then 112.7 defensive rating. Got it. And then player B is 25.1 points per game. On 50.9% shooting. Averages 4.5 rebounds. 5.1 assists and has 114.2 defensive Ooh. rating. <laughs> These ones are almost identical. They are, and it's very close. <sighs> mm. I'm going gonna... I'm gonna to go with player A. Player A. Okay, do you have any idea who these are or no? Um, I feel like one of them is going to be like a... I could see one of them being either a Kawhi or an Anthony Davis. Okay. Um, Kawhi is player A, so you pick Kawhi. Let's go. I'm a big Kawhi guy. <laughs> Everybody knows. And player B was DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan, nice. So... Pretty even there. I, I kind of, I really didn't know where you were gonna go there. I mean, it was tough. Definitely All a tough. Right. What do you got for me? All right. So here, this next matchup, we're going back to individual seasons. So player A last year, these are running backs. Player A had twelve hundred and sixty-nine rushing yards for eleven touchdowns on four point nine yards a carry. So 1269 for yards, 11 tuds, 4.9 yards a carry. Okay. Player B ran for 1,007 yards, nine touchdowns, and 5.2 yards per carry. 
I think I gotta go. Wait, how many touchdowns does player A have? Um, so player A edges and touchdowns eleven to nine. Oh. Rush touchdowns. Oh no. So more yards, more touchdowns, less yards per carry. Yep. I gotta go with player A then. Any guesses? I feel like one of them Zeke. Um, well, no, Zeke didn't crack a thousand yards this year. <laughs> oh yeah. But you're kind of close because it's on like the it's related to free agency topics today. So player A is Miles Sanders. Okay. What about player B? Any guesses there? No, no idea actually. Tony Pollard. Oh, wow. Now that is misleading because obviously Tony Pollard's a much better receiving, receiving. threat. Yeah. Right. So a little unfair there, but uh major take I mean, uh, Miles. Yeah, definitely. I was I mean, I like Miles Sanders too, but yeah, Tony Pollard's more receiving back and Zeke handled the most of the running, so I mean, we'll see where Tony Pollard ends up this year. Yeah, that's very true. Well, all right. So now we're on to the power forward position. Player A, 19 points per game on 60. That's right, 60.9% shooting. Averages 12.4 rebounds, 7.2 assists. 114 defensive rating. Okay. Player B, 26.1 points per game. 56.1% shooting. Averages 12.6 rebounds a game. Only gets two and a half assists. And has 107.8 defensive rating. Hmm. I think for sheer volume reasons, I'm gonna have to go with player B, even though they're they're a little less efficient, but they're both still efficient from a scoring standpoint. So I'm gonna have to go with player B. Player B, that's a good pick. Um, player B was Anthony Davis. That's what I thought. Um, wild random guesses who player A was. Um, Lori Markinen. No, I was gonna go with him, but. I went with Sabonis. I like it. Same went track. Sabonis, yeah. <laughs> um, marketing was actually like closer with some of the things, but uh, Sabonis was closer with like rebounds and um, defensive rating. So, okay, nice. I'm not mad at it. And you got a third one? Yes, I do. I I, right. I just uh, wrote it all down. All right. Hello. So we are back on the career stats and accolades one for wrapping up my mystery madness here. So player A, in back to running backs too, player A, career rushing totals averaged or totaled out to be 8,262 yards for 68 touchdowns and a career average of 4.4 yards per carry. So that's a little over 8,200 yards, 68 touchdowns, 4.4 yards per carry was a three-time pro bowler player b ran for a total of 7,174 yards 49 touchdowns 4.5 yards a carry also a three-time pro bowler 
but a one-time offensive player of the year. Oh, wow. I'm taking it player B had some sort of injury. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, just because of the production, the touchdown production, I got to go with player A. Wow. I thought the offensive player of the year award would, uh, would you know sway you it 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 was going to but then there's got to be a reason he won offensive player and then kind of see i mean yeah yeah so all right any guesses on these players um no because i don't really know which running backs have won offensive player of the year that have had a mid-career. Did Le'Veon Bell ever win it? I don't think so. Okay, then yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right, so the player you chose, player A, was Ezekiel Elliott. So Okay. You, you thought it was him earlier. You went with him this time. And player B was his predecessor, DeMarco Murray. Okay. All right. Huh. I mean, I'm not mad. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I'm not. No, I mean, I think historically Zeke is the better running back. Yeah. So, and I like Zeke. You know I like Zeke. I was high on Zeke until I couldn't be high on Zeke anymore. So So this year? (laughs) (laughs) A little last year, too. Fair enough. All right, bring me to your center, and we'll, we'll wrap up Mystery Madness. All right. Centers, player A, 18.4 points per game. On 59% shooting, they average 10.2 rebounds a game, 0.8 blocks, and has 110.7 defensive rating. Okay. Player B, 17.7 points per game on 50.9% shooting, averages 11.4 rebounds, also 0.8 blocks, and has 110.1 defensive rating. Hmm. I'm going to go with player A. Player A. Specific reason? I mean, their freaking numbers are almost identical, but uh, player, player A was much more efficient, correct? Yeah, 59% yeah. and 110.7 defensive rating. I got a feeling one of these guys is Rudy Gobert. No. Mm-mm. No. Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert only averages 13 points a game. That sounds more, more like it. <laughs> I was going to go with him, but um, I went DeAndre Ayton, player A. Okay. I like Ayton. Who'd he get it over? Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, I'll take Ayton over Vucevic. <laughs> that, you would say that by name, but their stats are pretty close. Yeah, Very that's identical. fair. But also... You know, Aiden's on a winning team, you know, and, you know, he's got to defer to stars and whatnot while Vucevic is on the Bulls who stink. So, okay. I mean. I mean, before Aiden got KD, it was Chris Paul who's averaging a whopping nine points a game and then D-Book <laughs> and Vucevic has DeMar and Zach Levine. So. Still taking Aiden. That, you Vucevic isn't bad. Like, no. I don't want it to sound like that, but. 
Well, that wraps up. So who was my, my starting five madness. people I, I picked? You went Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and DeAndre Ayton. Man, if that team stays healthy, that's that's a championship. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Huge if, though, because of Kawhi and AD. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Brunson's having a great year. I just want to throw yes. that out there. So, And I just remember all the, the Anthony Edwards hate you gave. You were like, hey, his shooting percentage is awful. It was. Was it not? He was shooting it like was. 40%. It was. but like I could shoot 40%. <laughs> he was shooting like 30-something. Yeah, okay, you're helping me. <laughs> hey, but I told you. I told you about Anthony Edwards. Okay. I liked him after that movie, Hustle, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have a good starting five. The ones you didn't pick are Drew Holiday. Clay Thompson, DeMar DeRozan, DeMontas Sabonis, and Nikola Vucevic. I mean, that's a decent squad. I'll, I'll take mine, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up Mystery Madness. And now let's get to the big ticket item of today. We got a list. We got a list. Wide receiver top 10 list. Probably one of the hardest ones we're going to do. Absolutely. Like we talked about it before we got on, but man, there's a lot of good receivers in the league and I got to give brief shout outs to some of the ones that just missed the boat for me. Uh, first one out for my side was Amon Ross St. Brown. It was hard not to put him into the top 10 just goes to show how great the top 10 is. And then other people that are notable would be like CD lamb and Terry McLaurin. Anyone hoping for those guys, they, they all just missed the cut for me, but they all do deserve a shout out because they're all great. Good thing that those who want them in their list are going to be Team Drake. <laughs> any well, any notable honorable mentions for you? Um, Terry McLaurin. Like I said, I deleted the rest of my list, but um, George Pickens, <laughs> Tyler Lockett was on there. I didn't know Tyler Lockett's efficiency and stats were that good, honestly. Yeah. Um. Mike Evans, he was on. He was, he was pushing twelve. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. All right, well then let's get into it. Let's get into the top ten now. And as always, we go from bottom up. We go ten all the way up to one for the final reveal. Drake, let's kick it off. You can go ahead and kick it off here with your number ten best receiver in the NFL. Number ten. My number 10 is Jalen Waddle. Wow. Yeah. I respect it. I dog. respect it. He Jaylen is a Waddle. dog. 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 He is a dog. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. I will have at least one disagreement. He was one of those guys that just missed it for me. Just, you know, spoilers, I guess. My number 10 is a guy that I've always been higher on than most, so I have no clue if he's if he even All sniffed right. your top 10. But my number there. 10 is Amari Cooper. Oh, that's not where I was expecting, but solid. Um, and just to say, you said we're going to have at least one disagreement. We have a lot of disagreements. <laughs> Trust me. Um, number nine, 
is where I landed C.D. Lamb. Wow. Well, there's another one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't hate it. He's a great player. Yep. And, yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers out, but uh, C.D. Lamb at nine. Okay. Number nine is where I went with Debo Samuel. Okay. That's that's a good – that's good. That's good. Why is that good? <laughs> I mean, just that's good. good choice. Good choice. Okay. He was another guy that just missed it for me. Wow. I, I kind of thought so. I, I, I think I'm also a little higher on Debo than most. Yeah, I think – I mean, his running ability is phenomenal and his right. playmaking ability. Um, as a receiver, I just don't have him breaking top 10 yet or yeah. at least right now. Fair enough. And then number eight, probably low, mm-hmm. I will say. I, I think I have him really low, but it's it's the injury. Um, I probably should have him higher, but this is where I have Cooper Cup. Whoa. It's it's the injury for me. Um I'm I kind of ranked it going like into next year. Sure. So No, I did the same. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a horrible spot for him. Um he's uh, I'll, I'll I'll get to him when I get to him. So he's, he's he's like I I'm not I can't take anything away. Like he's a great player, obviously, but going into next year, I have him and going into next year off of last year, I have him at 8. Hmm. All right. Well, on my end of things, eight is where I'm going to clock in someone who I have never ranked this low since they emerged, and that's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. I'm still a huge believer in him. I don't expect him to be on your list, but for me, yeah. he's still elite. Yeah, he's he's not there for me. Not there for me. Um, spoiler alert for my list, but he's DeAndre Hopkins is not on, on it. We got a lot of disagreements so far. Definitely. Um so far, we haven't had the same name pop up. <laughs> That's true. And number seven. <laughs> this is where I landed number one, Jamar Chase. I like it. It's a good spot for him. Number one at number seven. Yeah, you're going to love my number six pick. Probably not. So for me, number seven is another guy who I haven't had this low in a long time. And I, it hurts me to do it. But it's uh, Stefan Diggs is my number seven. Wow, he's been this my number three for years. But now it's like I I felt like some other people in the league passed him up. All right, now number six is a guy you left off your list. Oh God, and that's a Monroe St. Brown. That, I mean, that's fair. He's he's electric. Like I said, he was literally first one out for me, so it's not like I had him at 15. But Yeah, and I got to give a little <laughs> shout-out to XP because um, Jamar Chase and Amon Ross St. Brown are, like, flat-line pretty even for me. Hmm. I think Interesting. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is more efficient and his, his, his PFF rating is higher. But, you know, I went to XP, I was like – I said, hey, Amon Ross St. Brown or Jamar Chase? He said Amon Ross St. Brown. So I was like, you know what? Amon Ross St. Brown, for all the Lions fans, I got Amon Ross St. Brown number six. 
I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. And I tried talking myself into getting them into my top 10. And Numbers, go ahead. So something I didn't know is he had, last year, he had the number two PFF rating. I believe it. He out, was of, out of everybody. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. It's might be a little high for such a young guy, but I, li- I like him a lot. And yeah. True. All right. Well, number six is where we get our first, uh, I think, our first uh, repeat name. And that's where I got Cooper Cup coming in. I mostly agree with you, the injury, but also, I mean, I, I just don't see him as a top five talent. Like he's an incredible route runner and obviously very, you know, very uh, efficient in the way he can find open spot, open spots. He's, you know, he's, he's crafty like that. I, I like him a lot as player. I still think he's a top end guy, but I can't get him any higher than six. Yeah, and cracking top five, um, tough. But yard, like yards and catches wise and everything, like yeah, good job. Um, but I think that all seven of the players that I have ahead of them are probably even more talented. Um, what are we on five? Top five. Top five. Number five is where I have AJ Brown. I love it. You know I love AJ Brown. Yeah, me too. Great, just great player. Like he's such a big receiver, and he's just so fast and dominant. And yeah, great player. Absolutely. All right. Well, number five is another repeat. This is where I got Jamar Chase coming in. I think talent-wise, I think he's near the very, very top. He just needs to get a little bit more crisp with some things. But I still got to clock him in at five. And number four is where I have Stephon Diggs. I think he's still top four, top four guy, hundred percent. I just don't think I've seen any thing that can make me not believe that. Now, the thing that made me not believe it, like for the first time, was kind of seeing like the stat line on what he's done in their playoff losses the past couple of years where he's basically been like non-existent. So maybe I let that weigh on me too heavy, but like I still see him as, you know, obviously a top 10 guy and, you know, you have him at four. I've always had him at three until now. And I I can hear you, you know, he hasn't dropped off talent wise. So, you know, that's, it's, it's not a bad take. And after you say your number four, I think the top three is where we maybe. Who's your number four? Number four, my guy. I couldn't put him any higher, even if I tried. But AJ Brown. All right, he's an absolute Our, tank. Definitely, our top three should be the same. And another guy that we both left off our list is Keenan Allen. Unless you have Keenan Allen top three, dude, he's number one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's another year older. Again, I'm I'm projecting into you heading into next yeah. season. So he is someone I should have gave an honorable mention to, but yeah, he's, he's no longer in my top 10 and you know, I've always been a Keenan guy. Definitely. Um, so oh, I think our fact, top, hold oh, on though. Go fun ahead. fact about Keenan Allen, Jordan loves working out with him this off season. Let's go. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe Keenan Allen would be a green Bay Packer. I'd love it. <laughs> um, so our number three, I a hundred percent believe is different. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, our top three, I think a hundred percent is different. Um, I think we have the same players. I just think different order. 
Probably. So number three is where I have Justin Jefferson. Whoa. Oh, hold the phone. No way wow. he can be higher than he's not better than the top two. Wow. I'm just not. I'm shocked. Um he can have the most reception most reception, the most receiving yards, but I mean not better than the top top two. I mean it's not an outrageous take. Uh three is where I'm going uh Tyreek Hill. And that's fine. I knew that's where you were gonna have him. Yeah. And I know who you're gonna have number two, and I know who you're gonna have number one. Um and my number two is Devontae Adams. Top two, not two. Just kidding. I actually have Devontae at number two also. I think that's a fair spot for him. I still think he's he could be knocking on the door of number one as the best receiver. Um Yeah, great talent. Yeah, I mean, another year older. That's also part of the reason why he fell out of number one for the first time in several years for me. So, yeah, I, we're on the same page there. We're not totally out of alignment, but I am shocked by who you have, who you're about to say right now at number one. There's no argument against it. Tyree Kill is the best receiver in the, in the NFL. Well, I just listed my first argument against it in Devontae Adams. My second argument against it is my number one receiver today and heading into next year, and that's Justin Jefferson. Well, not better than Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is quite literally unguardable. Um, we can go into all the statistics if you want, but PFF grading smoked the other two by like three. Um, he had the most yards per route, most yard, you know, like he's literally unguardable. He did it all with three different scrub quarterbacks and just, I can't, can't do it. Like, Every game, Tyree Kilp can pop off. Justin Jefferson can get locked down. Justin Jefferson can have bad games. Justin Jefferson has had one quarterback, and he's still, you know, like he's a great player, top three. The top three are top three, like easily, definitely, 100%. Um, but they're just things I look at, and for me, Tyree Kill's the best receiver in the league. I can't go there. I, I can't. I, I think Tyreek for me has to be at number three just because, yes, he has some of that stuff you just absolutely can't teach. Like, obviously, he's the fastest player we've seen in the NFL in decades, maybe ever. Who knows? But And, you know, he's electric. He's a great route runner still. He's got great hands. So he's, you know, I, I can't knock him. But I just think with the, the, the route running ability of Jefferson and Adams, their catch and traffic ability, and also the fact that they've put up – just, uh, you know, they put up the same type of numbers, maybe not the same yards per catch, but, you know, same yards overall and more touchdowns is why I have to go with those other guys. Like, that's more important to me is the ability to make those tough catches and run those very crisp routes against the top guys is, for me, what's most important. And I guess if the explosiveness side of things is more important than I can get the Tyreek Hill side, because no one in the league is as explosive as Tyreek, not even close. So you gave a lot of respect to the Dolphins receivers, putting Waddle at 10, right? And then Tyreek at one. Yeah. So, man, I, I guess they just need to get rid of Tua because they should be winning the ship. <laughs> I mean, like, 
Justin Jefferson is sensational, yeah, but I just, you know, efficiency-wise, like, Tyreek Hill smokes the waters with every receiver in the league. He's by far the most efficient receiver in the league. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but that's my list. Well, we'll let the fans decide on whose top 10 they like better, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that'll wrap up the the list for today. You know, a, a lot of disagreements. Receivers, you know, again, it's a dealer's choice side of things. So I expected differences. This is actually a lot more differences than I, you know, was really prepared for. I I knew where the differences were going to lie and everything like that. I did expect people to be on there that you didn't. Like, I, I'm glad you didn't put Keenan Allen there because I was ready to say there's no way. But <laughs> hey, I gotta be, I gotta be consistent over here. I gotta be, you know, telling the truth. Well, should have put Christian Watson on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe next off season he'll be knocking on the door. Who knows? Let's move on though. I was gonna say so, this isn't the Christian Watson Packer praise podcast. Not yet couple more weeks. <laughs> All right. Now let's move on to another returning segment. It's the return of the question king, the royalty of questionnaires, and that's going to be yours truly. Going to be asking Drake. I got, what, six questions here today, and I'm not going to give any takes. These are just questions for Drake coming from the question king. There we go. All right. So we've had some rumors circling around about some running backs. Last week we talked about Derrick Henry being on the trade block, but the new one is Austin Eckler is now asking for permission and got permission to seek a trade and talk to teams. Question is, will Austin Eckler get traded this offseason? Will he? I don't know because I believe that the Chargers are probably going to ask for too much for him. He can look. I would like him to be traded, yes. And check this out. I said it to you, Joe, and I'm going to say it because I believe it with my whole heart. I think the best fit for Eckler would be the Bills. And if the Bills want to make a splash this offseason and the Bills want to take a, a next step and maybe get to a Super Bowl and finally beat the Chiefs and the, and the Bengals, sign or trade for Austin Eckler. I, I can't disagree. It's not my segment, but good answer, Drake. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Uh, so a player that has been hotly discussed, we've done so certainly, and obviously a lot of other people have as well. With the Lamar Jackson situation in Baltimore with the franchise tag, a lot of uncertainty. Will Lamar be a Raven next year? Sadly, I think so. Uh, I think he gets stuck there this year. Uh, I don't know if anyone pays the price. I mean, unless the Jets strike out on Rodgers, you know, send two picks to the Ravens and pay the price for Lamar instead of paying the price for, you know, taking that contract up of, of Aaron Rodgers. Um, but if it's not the Jets, if the Jets don't strike out on Rodgers, I don't see anybody else in the league giving Lamar what he wants and making that trade for Lamar. Um. I would like to see him elsewhere because I do like Lamar Jackson and I don't like cheering for Lamar because he's on the Ravens. Um, but I do like Lamar and 
it sucks seeing him in that situation. Like he wants out, he wants to be paid. He could be paid. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but sadly, yes, I think he'll be a Raven. Well, got to expose Drake real quick with his, you know, sadly he'll be a Raven hate having to root for him or play against him. You know, Drake did wear, you know, he did sport a Lamar Jackson shirt for on the Ravens a couple of times because he needed to buy a purple shirt for our flag league because we were a purple team. So he rocked the Lamar, the Lamar shirt, the Lamar look. He he loves him deep down. I, I still have that shirt and I still wear that shirt. That's disgraceful. I like Lamar Jackson. I don't, I don't, I don't care. All right. <laughs> On to the next. So probably the only player that is talked about right now more than Lamar Jackson is, of course, Aaron Rodgers. And he obviously went on the McAfee show and told us, told the whole world exactly what's going on. So we know Rodgers and the Packers are headed for divorce. And looking into the crystal ball, looking into the future, who will have won the divorce between Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Packers? Grant, like, Say everything happens how it's supposed to. Um, the Packers obviously win because <laughs> one day Rogers' career will end, as sad as it's been, and it'll end the same. Um, and the Packers will still be pushing. They'll still be pushing forward with probably Jordan Love. And if Jordan Love is that serviceable, quarter- serviceable quarterback and they get a couple of picks and get rid of his big contract that's – Weighing over their head, obviously, the Packers win. Serviceable. You mispronounced stupendous. All right, on to the next. So we <laughs> we talked about these moves a little bit earlier, but some, some running back incest with the Lions having signed David Montgomery from the Bears, but they also lost Jamal Williams to the Saints. Jamal set the record for the Lions last year with uh with their record for single season rushing touchdowns. And the question is, did the Lions hit the upgrade button at running back taking Montgomery over Jamal? I actually don't think so. Um you know, they paid like 2 extra million a year for Monty and I like him. I do. I think he can be fine somewhere else, but I think that Jamal Williams is the right fit for the Lions, and you kind of touched on it earlier. Like nobody brings that personality personality to a team. And upgrade button talent wise, I mean maybe Monty's more talented. He's younger, yada yada yada. That's fine. But if I were the Lions, I would have just, you know, paid two million dollars less and kept Jamal Williams. I agree. All right, so our, or at least thus far, our only talk about basketball here real quick. We are, of course, in the month of March, so you know what that means. It is March Madness. Drake, simply put, who is going to win the tournament? Who is going to be the champion once match, March Madness is concluded? I have no idea. I don't watch March Madness. I don't pay attention to March Madness. Care to, care to make I, a wager? I couldn't even tell you any of the teams that are in it, to be honest. Nobody? Not a single one. Um, is Gonzaga Fine, in me. it? Gonzaga is in it. Okay. I mean, they're always in it, right? So, All, all right. right. Well, my pick Joe, is UCLA. Let's I was going to say, uh, who wins March Madness? <laughs> Cause... I also am clueless, so yeah, I just I... I fill out brackets just because it's fun. I'm way unplugged out of 
college basketball used to be super plugged in, but not anymore. So not surprised, Drake. Thought you would at least be like, oh, Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Funny story, actually, um, I had a job like way back in the day. And it was when I was on like my three, three job kick and I was working at the, the office. I don't know if you remember, but um, I filled out a bracket on my first day. I had like started March 1st or whatever. And I just filled out a random bracket and I won. I beat the whole office and I won like a $50 gift card or something. But that's like the only bracket I've ever won or I, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't pay attention to March Madness, honestly. I'm surprised you stayed until the end of March. <laughs> oh that was too good but all jokes all jokes all right shout my... out to the fact that i miss sneaker arena yep shout out <laughs> shout out all right so the last question for from me for the question king is you know another basketball one obviously a lot to be determined here but you got to make a pick right now who wins the nba finals <laughs> i don't dude the Suns, if I had to pick right now, just talent wise. But all right. all off matchups and how seedings are gonna play and whatever. I mean, I know you no nope, Drake is pounding his chest right now for the Suns. Like just remember this March sixteenth when we record, March seventeenth when you listen. Drake made a proclamation to the world for the Suns, his sons picking over his Lakers and his LeBron. Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm going LeBron all day, every day if they make the playoffs, but who knows? All right. Well, that wraps up my segment there with the the question king, and I will ride off into the sunset until it returns. Well, now we got my segment of Mad Fast, and you guys know the rules. It's a quick end segment. We'll be done with this in a couple of minutes here, but I'm going to name off a Quick question, and Joe's going to spit the top of his answer off right off the top of his head, and it's fast, mad fast. Hold on. Before we get into it, since since you said spit and then I said spitting, do you ever see that exchange between KD and, like, Stan Van Gundy on Twitter? No. Where – so Van Gundy was saying, like, you know, players nowadays are – like, they're getting more injured because they're not playing as much. They're not practicing as hard. That's why there's all these injuries. You know, they need to do something about it. And then KD responds and says, Stan's spitting. And then Stan didn't know what spitting meant. And he's like, no, KD, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never seen that. It was hilarious. I mean, I probably butchered the delivery there, but that's what that made me think of. But carry you remember, on. You remember when uh, Rondo spitting – Yes. With Paul's face. <laughs> All right. I missed that rivalry. <laughs> All right. Mad fast. You ready? Yes, sir. Question. There's a lot of questions here. Number one, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? Aaron Rodgers. Should Joel Embiid win MVP this year? Yes. Will Giannis be the next, quote, NBA's GOAT? Yes. How many more seasons will LeBron James play? Four. How many more seasons will Aaron Rodgers play? Two. Do you believe yet that Tom Brady is still is retired? Yes. All right. Does Zach Wilson deserve to be in the NFL? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, do you like the concept of the XFL? Sure. <laughs> What's more important to a team, running back or receiver? Receiver. 
Who would you rather be the Packers starting quarterback next year, Love or Rogers? Oh, <laughs> um, oh my God! Top of the dome, Jordan Love. All right, you're rolling with it. If you weren't a Packers fan, which team would you be a fan of? Oh, in general. Hmm. In general. The Eagles. The Eagles. Okay. How about likewise for basketball? Ooh, if I wasn't the Bucks, Probably Lakers because I was big into Kobe growing up. All right. So Eagles and Lakers. Cool. All right. What's ma- one? What's the one major sport you would just prefer not to watch ever? Soccer. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what fan base overall, either NBA or NFL, can you just not stand? Ooh. Sorry, I got to be mad slow on this one. <laughs> um, or you can do Patriots, NBA and NFL. Patriots. Patriots, Patriots and Celtics, actually. Patriots and both. Celtics. All right, you yeah. hate them both. And then last question, do the Packers win another Super Bowl in the next 10 years? Yes. All right. All you need is love, baby. Well, and hopefully right. Aaron Rodgers is not your quarterback next year because I will not let you live that down. <laughs> I know. That was that was the whole thing is like, you know, obviously you know I love Rodgers to death and back and I would love nothing more than him to be our guy for another 4 years, but circumstances matter and that's not the case and I've, you know, Unfortunately, I've moved on. I'm also glad we both agree that Zach Wilson does not deserve to be in the NFL. Well, you've agreed that to that since the day he was drafted. <laughs> I've agreed that to that back to the way back first episode of Mad Talk. In 2021. <laughs> yeah. I still want that to see the air. <laughs> one day. One day it might. One day. All right. Well, that's a wrap on episode 13 of Mad Talk Sports today. And if you liked episode 13, if you want to listen to episode 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, or not 1, check out our, our podcast on Spotify at Mad Talk Sports. Check out our Instagram at Mad Talk Sports. Yes, sir. We want to thank you all again for for listening, for feedback. Always feel free to shoot us ideas or thoughts on anything we talked about. We we love you guys. We love the interaction, and we we can't wait to to bring it to you again next week. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you guys next week. You can book it.